2: Back with you at Tower 2. It's Hail Varsity Radio Roadshow. you at Rosie's, downtown Lincoln. 10th and P, you're invited out. Uh, if you're making your way home, if you're making your way uh, away from work, you're escaping, good for you. And uh, you want a place to watch Nebraska and Ohio State. If you're not headed there to PBA, get down to Rosie's. Bill Dolman is absolutely scouring the menu for <laughs> he's going to pull a charles barkley i want one of everything and, yeah. and he'll do that elijah Herbel, well, you're paying <laughs> the rent has started already with guinness uh you have elijah Herbal back at our studios uh up at Cornhusker, and uh that is uh he's nice and warm we're we're comfy here uh, on center stage Uh, you're invited down here to Rosie's and uh, make Rosie's your pre- and post-game stop for uh, all things Nebraska. Cody Jinks, you have a chance to put your name in and enter in tickets to uh, go see Cody Jinks. That is going to be up at uh, Omaha February 21st. uh, So do that, and uh, we welcome in Evan Bland, uh, Mr. Football with the Omaha World Herald. Does Husker baseball as well. Evan, uh, you're making it through a uh, icy, slick, adventurous Wednesday?
3: That's right. It's the attack of the wintry mix. So I, I suppose <laughs> it depends on where you are. But, yeah, it, it's either uh, really cold rain or really, I don't know, loose slush. Um, so, yeah, hopefully everybody's driving safe out there.
2: It reminds me of the night in, I think it was late October, Dolman, and Evan, you may remember this as well. Elijah, you weren't around yet. But uh, 97, where Nebraska is rolling Kansas on the road, and all of the trees were, were frozen, and everyone looks uh, a little droopy, everyone being all the, 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 the trees and plant life on the way down here because of the, the freezing rain. And mm-hmm. that, was, uh, that was an adventure uh, the, the next day. But you know what? It's not as bad. Folks are zooming by here on 10th Street. Cautiously, of course, but it's uh, it's it's doable. Evan, do you remember that KU game I'm referencing? I remember the
3: game. I, you know, I I was uh, boy elementary. You're school. young. So, I, I, so you know, it, uh, I remember missing like a week of school, most of it, more yes. than anything, because the power lines went down, like you said, and the snow didn't last all that long. It lasted like a day or two. But that's the only time mm-hmm. I can remember ever missing multiple days of school when there was like no snow on the ground. And as a kid, man, that was the best. That was, that was good stuff.
0: Meanwhile, you're I was still, uh, I, I believe I was six months from being conceived in a, that's bad math, nine months from being <laughs> conceived, nine months, or 18. Months from being born,
2: so a little bit before my time. But I've heard a lot of stories about that that, that storm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Evans, like, yeah, I was in grade school. Uh, I just like wasn't around. Dolman was like, I was in Lawrence. <laughs> well, I was hosting the Osborne Show back when we went to sixty
1: and three and won three national titles. But you know, uh, that's uh, what I remember about that era. And I'm guessing that was one of the yeah. Uh, Many KU games in which Craig Johnson, the great running back out of Omaha West Side, he always had great games he was like a fourth team eye back yeah. right and he always ran for like 150, 200 yards against Kansas. That was his one game (laughs) every year because Nebraska was up by 40 after the first quarter,
2: so you put the third string in there, and Craig Johnson would run wild. Bring Baberon. He'd know what I'm talking about. Good old Craig Johnson uh, for three uh, behind left guard, (laughs) behind Aaron Taylor. Uh, Let's dive into the, the tour today, Evan, and Nebraska coaches out on the road let's start there Uh, specifically again uh, another crack at Dylan Raiola at least some face time this time with uh, Coach Satterfield
3: right they're hitting him hard uh there's no doubt about it i mean matt rule was down there last week we saw we all saw the twitter picture of the the boom box and the football so he was able to lay eyes on him then and uh like you said satterfield's down there today a lot of the staff uh, is out in texas so everyone's fanned out but there's no doubt i mean uh dylan rayola remains sort of the, the crown jewel of the 2024 class he's a top priority for nebraska for all the reasons everybody Already knows, um, you know. I think what's worth noting about his recruitment that's different from a lot of the 2024 uh, prospects would be that typically quarterbacks do tend to want to complete their process sooner than others. So you would expect, um, you know, if he follows the sort of trends that you see from a lot of higher level quarterbacks, he's going to want to wrap up his recruitment at some point during the spring, March, April, May, so he can. Uh, be able to lock in on that school into the fall, be sort of a peer recruiter, uh, complete his senior year. So there is a little bit more of a sense of urgency, even though there's still the traditional signing period to come up for this 2023 group and, and Nebraska continues to build that out. There is still that urgency uh, to, to get as much face time with Dylan Rayola as possible, because you got to imagine there's going to be a decision here in the next few months.
2: I was going to ask Evan real quick, do you have a, a gauge on, On Raiola's timeline, and you're right on it. I mean, you're getting that out of the way, and and then you're going to play your senior season. He's already committed once. Things went uh, the wrong way for Ohio State, but it's been SC. It's been um, Georgia. It's been uh, Oregon. I mean, it's been some of the the who's who uh, that that have done well with with quarterbacks. Uh, And then, of course, you have Nebraska. You have Colorado visiting. Oklahoma's been there. So, do you think Raiola follows suit, or does he continue to stay patient? Because that was kind of the theme of his interview today.
3: Right. Well, I mean, he can do whatever he wants, right? He can go... To any school uh, that's out there, and they'd be happy to take him. Obviously, his name has been linked with Georgia quite a bit. He was at the national championship game, and you know, there's there's so many obvious reasons why a top guy would go to that school to win and and to have that exposure. Um, Oklahoma, obviously, with a different coaching staff now, they've turned out some. Heisman, uh, you know, finalists and winners in recent years. USC, uh, kind of the same reason with Lincoln Riley. Uh, Alabama, obviously, is another strong choice. But I think that the tough part for Nebraska is it won't get to sort of prove what it can do on the field before he commits in all likelihood. It's, It's going to have to be a pitch based on a pitch based on uh, you know being the start of, of a turnaround being the start of something special as opposed to being sort of the latest cog in a machine as it rolls along and and you know makes college football playoffs every year so. It's possible, certainly. I mean, he has a clear uh, affinity for the school. Everyone knows about his dad and and how he grew up around here, uh, him being Dylan. Um, So, you know, Nebraska's got a shot. Their coaching staff has proven to be pretty persuasive on the the recruiting trail. So it's going to be a tough pull for for Matt Rule and company. But I think at this point, again, you can't rule them out. And uh, we're just going to have to see how this process plays out over the course of the next few months.
0: Evan Bland is with R-H-U-L-E. us here. R-H-U-L-E, him out. Oh, that was good. That was a good, that was <laughs> good one. That was good. Tip I like your that. way to try the veal. That's why we have uh, a bill here. But, but Evan, what's your read on, on the NIL factor with Dylan Ryle? And I asked this kind of in the wake of Walter Rouse. We had Dean Blevins on earlier this week, and he said this wasn't about the money. I'm not sure. Uh, all the Husker fans are, are buying that, and it, maybe we'll never know how much the NIL was a factor with Walter Rouse and, and how much money he may or may not be getting from Oklahoma. But what's your read with Dylan Ryle in terms of importance to him? He's he's sat down for a couple interviews during the recruiting process, and... Um, that's been the talk of the college football world has been NIL and guys getting money, especially when you look at what's going down, down at Florida, it's going to be a case, you know, where Husker fans are going to have to pass the hat around and throw 20 bucks in. And that's going to increase Dylan's odds of coming here. Cause I talked to my roommates about this and some friends and they said they were all willing to put down 20 bucks for Dylan. <laughs> so uh, it, it could work. But my, my question is, is, is do you get the read from Dylan? Riello that's going to be important in his recruitment. How much money is school is going to be offering him? <laughs>
3: Well, yeah, I, mean, I guess we can we can have a church service and just sort of pass the hat around and, and, and figure it out from there. But, you know, it's it's hard to say because it's it's just another factor that a, a prospect will have, right? I mean, sometimes location's important for kids. Sometimes it's about the coaches. Sometimes it's about development. I mean, there are so many factors, and, and NIL certainly is one of those. Uh, it's it's a tricky thing in a way because these are all private transactions and we kind of have to go on on context clues and, and reading tea leaves a little bit. I mean, we know that uh, what Casey Thompson said last spring, which was if you are a starter at Nebraska, you can make six figures. I think that's that's probably the baseline for for a guy like Dylan Rayola. And then um, you know you, you hear about some of the high end recruits in the twenty twenty three class. I think it was uh, the Athletic had a piece uh, talking anonymously to some guys uh, about sort of the nil offerings that they had and it was in some cases um sort of handshake agreements for you know a million dollars maybe a little bit more than that and so when you're talking about playing the most important position in football uh being the number one overall recruit in that class um yeah i mean he's going to command the market i would think it's got to certainly be in the seven figures at some point And so we've seen Nebraska boosters step up before. We've seen NIL collectives and other top programs uh, step to the plate as well. So I I suppose at some point it becomes how much do you uh, put out or or, or offer up front and how much of it becomes um, sort of an incentive where if you settle in and become what everyone thinks you'll become, then the deals really roll in from there. So I I would certainly think it's safe to say that it's a factor, uh, NIL. How big of a factor? Uh, I think it's tough to say because, again, uh, it's the sort of thing that guys don't like to uh, expound on too much. It's the kind of stuff that doesn't get reported all all that often. Um, but but make no mistake, that'll I think be another sort of um, gauge as to how um, you know Nebraska's own NIL collectives are doing based on how competitive they are for a, a top flight recruit like Dylan Royola.
1: Is it possible that uh, Dylan Royola is going to make more money playing at the University of Nebraska than his dad did playing 10 or 13 years in the NFL with the Detroit Lions? I guess it's entirely possible. Nebraska might put uh, Dominic on like its university letterhead to try and get this kid to, uh, to show up. But, you know, Nebraska's had two transformative quarterbacks. If you go back, you know, to the Devaney Osborne era and really the Osborne era, I've said it before; it will, it will be forever true. Turner Gill is the most important recruit in the history of Nebraska football. Nebraska was winning games, but could not get over the Oklahoma hump until Gill arrived. And then you had the Malays nine wins a season. We get the Malays of the early 90s, and you bring in Tommy Frazier. Nebraska is moving in a, in a positive direction with Matt Rule. A Dylan Royola has to sense that a little bit. But I also go back to Dad. You know the comments. You really didn't hear much from Dominic during the Scott Frost era about the recruitment. There didn't seem to be really a lot of satisfaction. There are rumors out there that aren't very good, but you just didn't get a connection since that there was a connection between the two. But w- Dominic has come out in the last couple of days in these uh, recent visits talking about how impressed he has been with Matt Rule. And the relationship that they have built, that has to have somewhat of an impact on Dylan. When he hears dad say, I like these guys, you know, son's not going to want to disappoint father if dad's got a really, really positive impression about what could be done at Nebraska. And that's why all this talk about Georgia is national. But I think that when he says family is family and Nebraska is family, I think that weighs in pretty heavily on what that kid's going to do.
3: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, I mean, you just you look no further than what Matt Rule just accomplished with the, the 2023 class. I mean, building relationships with players in some cases over the course of just a few weeks uh, to, to make them feel comfortable to to sign and, and have a future at Nebraska, I mean, I think the, the Malachi Coleman example was another really good one, where he had options and could have gone a lot of different places. Uh, he had a strong relationship with the previous staff and uh, was able to, you know, stick with Nebraska based on on his feel for Matt Rule. And so, yeah, I, I think that's the case with a guy like uh, with Dylan, and certainly Dominic has has, has reflected that and. You know, Dominic was was part of uh, Nebraska landing Ben Scott out of the transfer portal, the center uh, coming over from Arizona State. So he's already sort of had a little bit of a of a hand in, or maybe a little assist in helping build Nebraska's roster to this point. Um, And and so we'll see. I mean, if if nothing else, I think we've learned about Matt Rule. He's he's convincing. I mean, he's he's uh, you know you get you get him in a living room, and he's going to lay out a case, and he's going to be pretty persuasive about what that's like. And he's going to be pretty tenacious, too, right? I mean, he got out to Chandler, Arizona uh, as quickly as he could. Nebraska's got, uh, as we said, Marcus Satterfield out there again today. Um, it, it's pretty clear he's that, that Dylan Raiola is a priority to this staff. Um, but it's, it, it's more than just, you know, how many times do you call a guy or text a guy? It's, it's, yeah, do you have a, a personal relationship? And they've got Donovan, of course, in the O-line room who can attest to that um and, and i i think in a lot of cases these players talk to each other and their peers and, and dylan rail can call um you know a bunch of carolina panthers they can call a bunch of uh former baylor bears and about what it's like to play under matt rule and i think you know if, to a man who i've spoken with everybody has raved about the culture that he sets and, and just sort of his approach to uh, not just football but to life and um so, you know, we'll see how much that resonates with Dylan. Again, he's got dozens and dozens of other top suitors probably pitching similar messages. So any kind of um, little edge or advantage you can get could make a big difference.
2: Evan Bland with us, Sail Varsity Radio, here at Rosie's downtown Lincoln, 10th and P. Evan, we'll run you down again. Be safe, travel safe, and uh, thanks for jumping on with us today. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good stuff from, uh, from Evan. Been pretty fascinated here by the Raiola discussion. Uh, Hall of Fame coach Jeff Smith going to be with us. But you just wonder, uh, to, to what Evan pointed out, and we've touched on as well, do you continue the tradition in winning at Alabama, Bama, at a Georgia, or are you the guy that, that flips a program? Uh, and uh, you know that's it's going to appeal uh, more from Rosie's here on Hale Varsity.